1 Samuel chapter 10. I'm going to walk you through a couple of things real quick because I don't want to have to read the whole chapter while you're standing. I know, uh, I know we love those padded seats. <laughs> so I, I want to get you to your destination there just as quick as I can. And uh, I'm only, I'm only going to do this. If you guys, how many of you promise you're going to help Pastor preach this morning? Okay. Well, if you don't promise to help me preach, I'm going to read the whole chapter. I'll make you stand. Praise God. Amen. So uh, Israel has desired a king. They've decided that they, they need a man to be their king. And so the Lord agrees with his people and he begins to establish earthly government with them. And the first king of Israel is not just selected. He is anointed. His name was Saul. And Samuel anointed him in the 10th chapter that, that we're going to take our text from today. And so this is something new. It's a whole new dimension. There's never been a king over God's children, and now they have an anointed king. But this is a man who we find also in this chapter, he stands head and shoulders above all the men of Israel, but Saul is not used to being anointed. The people are not used to having a king. And so the scripture tells us that Saul becomes very uncomfortable. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost already, and I'm not even preaching. Saul begins to feel very uncomfortable after he was anointed by God to be the king. And so Samuel begins to call all the, the tribes together, and they're going to bless their new king, if I could say it that way. In verse 20, it said that when Samuel had caused all the tribes of Israel to come near, the tribe of Benjamin was taken. When he had caused the tribe of Benjamin to come near by their families, the family of Matri was taken, and Saul the son of Kish was taken. And when they sought him, he could not be found. This man is anointed by God to be the king, but they could not find him. Therefore they inquired of the Lord further, if the man should yet come thither, and the Lord answered, now watch this, verse 22, Behold, he hath hid himself among the stuff. Did you know that's in the King James Bible? Stuff. Now I'm going to tell you, I don't feel like at this moment that I'm functioning at all in the office of a prophet. I don't feel like right now that I'm prophesying anything. I'm just speaking the truth to you right now. And I'm going to tell you, there are some people in this room today that are struggling with some stuff. And God's going to help us. I feel like the Lord has spoke to my heart today. How many of you wouldn't mind having a little relief from the stuff that's in your life today? Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, you've been so good to us today. We have felt the glory of the Lord. We have seen glimpses of your power in this place today. But Lord, we have come to a crossroad in time right now where somebody is going to make a decision today. I pray over every life, every man, every woman, every child under the sound of my voice right now. I pray God for fertile soil. I pray that the word, the good seed, it's always good. And I pray that it would find a good place to land and rest today and that there would be much fruit that comes from the Word of God in our lives today. Speak to me, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. And let the church say amen. amen. 
Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated if you promise that you won't stay there. Praise God. Now, I don't have to go too deep in the swimming pool today. I don't think anybody in here is going to need floaties, all right? We're going to hang out in the shallow end where everybody can stand up at least to your waist because I want to talk to you today. I haven't come here to sermonize you. I haven't come here today to blow your mind with some kind of new revelation that you've never seen before. I've came to preach to the obvious and the evident that there is absolutely some stuff in some of our lives that's keeping us from walking in the realm of anointing that God desires for us to be in. The word of the Lord said that Saul was anointed to be king. The prophet Samuel had anointed him. Everything that he needed to be king, he was king. He had the backing of God. He had the backing of the man of God. He had the backing of the people as the tribes were coming before him. He had the backing of Israel. I mean, you know, uh, it, it's a blessing. I, I, I can't imagine trying to pastor a church and lead a church that was not uh, behind me. I, I can't. I, I can't imagine trying to lead in a church when people are against you. And Saul, Saul wasn't trying to really lead in a kingdom where the people were against him. They were for him. The, the majority of the people were for him. All things were working in his favor. But when it came time for him to walk in the anointing in which God had placed upon him, the easiest thing for Saul to do was to find some stuff and hide himself in the stuff. Now stuff is not just a good old English word that country boys use. When we say we're going to run up to the store and get some stuff, what that means is we're going to get a multiplicity of things. There's, we're going to go get more than one thing. It's not just one thing that we're after. There are multiple things, and so it's easier to just call it stuff. Why are you qualifying that, Pastor? Because some of you in this house today, it's not just one little thing that's holding you back. you got a few things that are holding you back. It's not just a thing. It's some stuff. There's some stuff in your life. But I want to tell you something about stuff this morning. We serve a God that is able to find you even in the middle of the stuff oh, I feel the preacher in the house this morning Pastor St. Clair you don't know the stuff that I've been through you don't know the stuff that's happening in my life you don't know the stuff that's going on in my marriage you don't know the stuff that's going on when I was a child but let me tell you this morning we have a God that is able to see right through the stuff and your anointing is powerful enough to get you out of the stuff I was sitting in my office this morning and I was reading uh, this chapter in the Hebrew Bible and uh, as I began to read this, this chapter in the Hebrew Bible this morning I got to the part where Saul had hid himself among the stuff and one Hebrew commentator said it specifically like this it said that Saul hid himself in the baggage I thought Lord have mercy do I even have to get up and take a text and preach anything it'll preach itself Saul was anointed, but he found some baggage to hide behind. If God is for you, who can be against you? 
But the enemy makes you believe that you're not qualified for the anointing that God has placed on your life. And so you start finding baggage. You just uh, you don't know what kind of past I've got. Go ahead and grab that bag. Yeah, but but I mean I'm not really a qualified person, Pastor. I like I'm the I'm first generation Pentecostal. Go ahead and grab that bag. Because I'm gonna tell you the book that I read from. It said that the workers who came in at the end of the day. Receive the very same pay as the ones who had worked in the field the whole time. It doesn't matter to God if you're a fifth generation apostolic or if you just walked in to this house today for the first time. Your past does not intimidate God. Your past does not cause God to turn his back on you. There may be some stuff in your life, but God knows how to find people that are hidden in the stuff. Yes. Yes. Thank God for his arm that reaches lower than I could ever reach up. There's some folks that like real music. I'm talking about Southern gospel. And every now and then, I like to crank it up in my pickup. I feel like more of a man when the music's got a country twang in my pickup. Now, I'm only one, but I'm going to sing a quartet for you. Okay? I'm going to sing a little bit for y'all. Can I do that? And there's this song that when it comes on, I don't want to hit the brakes in my truck. I want to mash the gas. And when it comes on, I, I here it come on. And the bass singer in the quartet said, Well, if he has to reach way down. And then the quartet comes and said, Jesus will pick you up if he has to reach way down. I'm like, <clears throat> I don't really do that, Brother Castro. If he has to reach, he's a cop, that's why I did that. <laughs> Way down, Jesus will pick you up. Now, let me just qualify. I wish y'all could feel about a tenth of the Holy Ghost I feel up here right now. Because your way down and my way down may be a lot of difference in how down we've been. But this is what I know. You can't be weighed down enough that Jesus can't find you in the stuff. I don't care who your daddy was. I don't care who your mama was. I know who your heavenly father is. And he's not intimidated by the stuff. Woo. God have mercy. I feel the Holy Ghost in here this morning. If he has to reach... Man, y'all are awesome. You hear that? But I want to remind you this morning. It is a fact. It's not just a lyric. If he has to reach down in the muck and the mire and the dirt and the filth. 
You just ask the prodigal in Luke 15. He knows how to find you in a pig pen. You can't outrun the mercy of God. And there's not too much stuff in your life. Well, I'm not qualified. Okay. I'm going to meet you on middle ground. If you're not qualified to do something for God, then you're not qualified to make the statement that you're not qualified. Because now you have taken the place of God in your life and you're saying that his blood is not enough. You're tripping over stuff. And blood is trying to trickle down through the stuff to get to where you are. You're trying to figure out just how bad you've been. But his blood is good enough to bring you up out of where you've been. To pick you up and turn you around and establish your going. And place your feet on the solid rock. If he brought you out of the stuff, I wish you'd shout yes. Some of you didn't find the stuff until you came to the Lord later, till you, you grew up. You know, you may have grown up in the church, but when you hit a certain age, you found out what stuff was. Mother and daddy kept you from stuff. But when you got smart enough to make decisions, you found your own stuff. <laughs> so some of you grew up in freedom and you chose stuff. Oh, man. And some of you grew up in the stuff, but chose freedom. Lord, I feel like preaching on Sunday morning. Because I'm tired of the devil beating your brains out and telling you you've done too much stuff for God to ever bring you out. The devil is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Let me back up one more time and say it again because I think it's noteworthy. I said some people were raised in freedom and chose stuff. But other people were raised in the stuff and they chose freedom. I don't care who you are today. He that the Son has set free, he is free in D. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. Woo! Now, if you've been around, if, if you don't listen, this is not a trick. If you don't know the scripture, that's okay. I don't want you to feel left out. There's a common scripture that we quote, we read a lot, we, we preach about it a lot. And, uh, and I believe almost everybody in here knows at least a portion of it and could probably quote it, okay? So, I'm just going to kind of move into it right now. And if you know it, I want you to help me quote it, okay? Lay aside every weight... And the sin that doth so easily beset you. And run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus who is the. And the. Of our. You're hired. Y'all are preaching the truth this morning. He is the author and the finisher of my faith. But I want to help you with something today that the devil's going to lie to you about. And he doesn't want you to know the truth. Listen to me. Some people are going to be lost and spend eternity in hell over sin. And some are going to be lost over stuff. What, 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 what do you mean, Pastor? He said, lay aside every. Come on, sh- shout it again. Lay aside every. 
the what? So, so then there's some things that I can be lost over. Like we all love the, the sins of commission. Right? The apostle walks through that whole thing. The sins of commission, liars, adulterers, fornicators, lascivious. He walks through the whole thing. He goes through the whole deal. And about the time you start rooting him off for getting all the bad people that's in the stuff, he stops and he goes, and such were some of you. You're like, oh. I love it. Oh, and liars and for go get them. You get them, Paul. I mean, you stomp a mud hole. You tell them adult. You go get them. And then it's like he just know he just knows that I'm gonna read that. And he goes, and such were some of you. You're like, oh. We love all the sins of commission because they're easy to point out. That's why we rant and we rave about Supreme Court decisions and marriage being redefined and men can't marry men and women can't marry women. That's in the book and it's an abomination to do that. Yeah, and so is a wagging tongue. Homosexuality is not the only abomination in the scripture. So is backbiting. Have I walked out of the word yet? Let me help you understand something today. You can't just pick and choose the sin that you like and you don't like. Because it's all just stuff. These are sins of commission. These are sins that are committed. These are things that I did. And I preached it, Lord, I preached it. God have mercy, I preached it. All my life I preach it and I believe it. I believe that sin is the problem that's got to be dealt with. And if, if preachers are afraid to preach on sin, then they're sinning. I don't mind throwing myself in there because I'm going to preach it. But you can't be mad at people for not wanting to be free if you don't give them something to get free from. I'm not here to just present the, the fact that sin is a problem. I'm here to present to you. I found the cure for the problem. His blood is enough. It's enough. It's enough. And so we love to rip the sins of commission because it's easy to find. You pick up the paper. Oh, these filthy, you know, so-and-sos. Why are they filthy? Because look what they did. Look at what they're doing. Sin, everybody say commission. commission. These are sins of commission. James kind of jumps on a little different train, and this one's tough. Because he said to him that knoweth to do good. And does not do it. To him, my God, y'all are preaching so good. He that knoweth to do good and does not do it, to him, it's sin. This is sin of omission. Now the sins of commission are so easy because I can find them in the headlines. Uh -uh. Sins of omission are a little more difficult because I act like if I ignore it, then it doesn't exist. Oh, I, I know I'm preaching right now. I'm telling you, it, it, when I get in stuff like this right here, it gets quiet. Y'all can start feeling it in. You know about how quiet it gets around here. 
Sometimes it's so quiet you can hear a rat licking ice. Come on now. So, some, sometimes it gets, so, it gets so tied up in here because people know, they know that what I'm saying is true. But just because you ignore truth doesn't make it false. To him that knoweth to do good and does not do it. Well, I've seen some things in the Word of God that I think is, I, probably, I probably need to do. I probably need to get baptized. I probably need to start paying my tithe. I probably need to, I, I, I really probably do. I, I, I probably, you know, probably is killing us. Because there's nothing in the scripture about probability. And, and while I'm there, I'm just going to jump out and say it. I hope you still love me when I'm done. You're not probably saved. You're either saved or you're lost. If the Lord came back today, would you make it? Probably. No. If the trumpet sounded before we left this building today, are you ready for the rapture? And probably won't work. If I did not know in this house today that I was ready for the coming of the Lord, I would be sure before I left this place that my heart was right with God. Well, I've been baptized in Jesus' name and I've been filled with the Holy Ghost, but there's some things I just don't think are necessary. Well, you know, that's a beautiful thing about the kingdom of God that I love so much. He doesn't really value my opinion. Oh, man. See, y'all were with me just a minute ago. Did I drop the ball? Do I, do I got watermelon on my feet? Did I drop the melon today in front of everybody? And so, so what's happening is we've got sins of commission that are easy to track. And we've got sins of omission that we like to ignore. Hey, listen, faithfulness is necessary. It's necessary to be faithful to God every day of your life. It's necessary. Have you been pleasing to the Lord? I probably so. No. Know that you've been pleasing to God. But there's another category in here that messes me up. And that is to lay aside, not, not, we're not talking about commission and omission anymore. I'm talking about weight. Lay aside every. Man, y'all are preaching so good. Every. The ones I want to get rid of. The ones that I notice the most that bring me down the most. Lay aside every weight and the sin that doth so easily beset you. If you keep falling to the same thing over and over and over, it's because you're easily being beset. So lay aside the weight and the sin. Why the weight? Because the weight keeps me from running with patience. Lord Jesus. I'm going to preach to you right here for just a minute. I know what time it is, but I, I got to get down in here and I'm going to massage somebody's heart. I'm going to get down in here where you've been living. And I want to talk to you about things in your life that you did not do. You did not make the decisions to hurt your life 
when you were a child, somebody else stripped things from you. You understand? Can, can I? Is every, everybody with me right now? There's kids in here today, so I'm, I'm going to be careful. You did not choose as a child to have your innocence and your purity stripped from you. Man, I, I don't want you all to think bad about me, but some ignorant fool took that from you. I'm sorry, you, you judge me if you want to, but I think there's going to be a special place in eternity for people that hurt children. I'm sorry, but that's just the way I feel. You didn't choose to lose your innocence. Somebody took your innocence. You, you were not broken by choice, but you will only be healed by choice. Man, there is so much Holy Ghost moving in here right now. God's trying to heal somebody in this place. You may have had a spouse that has done things wrong to you that you did not choose to be hurt in that marriage. But you understand me. The brokenness wasn't your choice, but healing is. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost trying to help somebody in here. I'm not just trying to get a response from people when I say that. I'm telling you, I feel the Lord. I feel his hand working and massaging somebody's soul and heart in this house today. Decisions that were beyond you. Ideas that you did not have for your life. Somebody else chose that for you. But it has become a weight in your life. And it's keeping you from running with God. Hey, listen, there is relief in here for you today. There is a right. You have a right in this room today to lay aside the weight. It's not a sin that you committed. The devil is a liar. You are not a pervert and you are not filthy. You are broken. The devil is so disgusting. He, he rips people's minds to shreds because of what they've been through, even if they didn't choose it. Hey, you listen to me today. I, wanna, I want you to know how loved you are. Can I preach to you? I want you to know that you are loved. I don't care what somebody's told you you don't deserve. You are loved in this house. You are loved by God. And I'm going to tell you something else you are. You, if this offends you, then you're in the wrong house this morning. I'm going to tell you what else you are. You are beautiful. You are beautiful. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are the handiwork of God Almighty. His hand is on you. It doesn't matter what you've been through. He feels like you're worthy because you're here. I feel strong deliverance in this room this morning. The enemy would love to make you believe that you're a sinner because of what you've been through. You didn't sin. It's weight. And it's holding you down. And the enemy does not care here, Pastor, this morning. He doesn't care if you're lost over sin or you're lost over weight. Jesus. 
Some of you are carrying around bitterness that's just a little too heavy this morning. Because of what you've been through. Well, how heavy is too heavy, Pastor? I can tell you this. If it keeps you from being able to do this. It's too heavy. If it keeps you in your seat while the altars are open, it's too heavy. I feel him in this house. Well, what if it is sin that I committed, but I can't forgive myself, then it's weight. The enemy loves that trick too because you'll pray until your sins are forgiven by God but you won't forgive yourself. I'd go to the altar, Pastor, but I can't. I just can't go. I can't do it. Every time I try, there's something that tells me to stay in my seat. It's weight. It's stuff. It's the stuff that you've been through. It's the stuff that you've been told. It's this, oh God. It's the stuff that's been said about you. It's the stuff that people have put on you. But regardless, it is stuff. And I want to tell you that you are anointed for the moment, but you're hiding in the stuff. He's here. He is here. He is here. Mm. I don't have to go any further. I think y'all got the gist of what I'm preaching this morning. There's some stuff. There's some stuff you're going to have to lay down. Saul, you will never walk in the anointing on your life as long as you're hiding behind bags. As long as you're hiding behind stuff, as long as you're hiding behind the weight and the sin that does so easily beset you, if you've been anointed, it's time to walk in the anointing. Mm, let's lift our hands to Jesus. Uh, there's so many things I could preach and so many things I could say in here. But I feel the Holy Ghost is working right now in this room, right now. Uh, if you're tired of the stuff this morning, I want you to just be honest with God. And honest with you. I, Pastor, I don't want people judging me. It doesn't matter. They can't heal your stuff anyway. If you're tired of the stuff in your life and you want healing today, these altars are wide open for you right now. There is healing from the stuff in here. Jesus. No one can touch you like Jesus. No one can deliver you like Jesus. Nobody can heal you like Jesus. Come on, it's just stuff. It's just stuff. It's just stuff. But it's weighing you down. It's time to get out of the stuff and get into your anointing. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. 
Come on, some of you haven't had the beat of the drum and the sound of the music while the enemy's been lying to you today. So you don't have to have the sound of music and beat of the drum to be delivered. The, the, the music's not playing while the devil's lying. So let me just tell you the truth. God can deliver you out of the stuff today. God can deliver you out of the weight and the sin that does so easily beset you. But you've got to be willing to lay it aside. Stuff. Stuff. My marriage could be healed today, but stuff is holding me back. I can't love my husband or my wife the way I want to because of the stuff that we've been through. Oh! There's healing in this room. Listen, I, I, I'm, I'm talking to you. Don't stop praying, but I'm talking to you. You know why some of you are having a hard time touching the Lord right now? Because you've got stuff going through your mind. There's stuff on your mind. Stuff. Stuff is on your mind. It's time to lay the stuff aside today and get Jesus on your mind. It's time to lay the stuff aside today and get God on your mind. Oh. Hallelujah. If you're in this room right now and you are full of the Holy Ghost and you know what it's like to be delivered from, from some stuff, I want you to be led by the Spirit right now. Find somebody in this altar or somebody in this congregation to pray with right now. Hallelujah. There's so much stuff going on in this world. We need all hands on deck right now. There's so much stuff going on in the news and stuff going on in the papers and stuff going on. Come on. We need God to bring us deliverance from the stuff. Jesus! Jesus!